The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, It's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, Antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms, uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free, uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC boost with BC boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com. bcboost.com. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up, uh, breaking news, what it means and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Interesting things to get into uh, today. We will discuss some foreign policy issues, particularly the war in Ukraine with Katie McFarland from the uh, perspective of national security and what that's doing to our country. Uh, We've also got day two of the former president in court here in New York. Stay here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing in townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog is coming out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. He's playing the role. He's as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. Um... Earlier today, the former president, Donald Trump, arrived at the Manhattan courthouse to face the second day of his trial on, uh, this is the uh, civil trial, on the issue of fraud leveled by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Um, and and this is a, a, an important uh, trial. They, it, what we're going to see now is a, is a litany of the former president and courtrooms and reporters asking questions, et cetera, et cetera. And I think just, you know, in all honesty, if you earnestly believe that you are innocent of the things that people are uh, making up and bringing against you, then you're going to want to speak out. And so I don't, I don't blame the former president for earlier today saying Uh, to the press a few words before he went in. He stood outside the courtroom, spoke briefly with reporters, and reiterated his claim that Judge Arthur Engoron had handed down an earlier fraud ruling based on false information that Letitia James, the attorney general, had uh, given him. He called on the judge to reverse his previous decision, saying that no fraud had taken place. And, and this is important, there were no victims of any crime. I think if if no crime is committed and someone suffers from the actions of someone else, even if there's no crime committed, then I think it's appropriate for civil recourses to be allowed to take place. Because if you've hurt somebody, even if you didn't commit a crime, but you you ended up being the cause for why they were injured, I think it's I think it's pretty uh, polite just to say, okay, um, this happened because of me, and we're going to try to make restitution, try to make that right. But it's another thing to say, as Letitia James is in this particular case, that uh, Donald Trump has committed this, these crimes, these supposedly fraudulent crimes, and that he needs to be punished when there is no victim of any, ev- there's no evidence of anyone suffering an injury because of his actions. Now, whether his actions rise to the level of criminality, that that would make this a criminal case. So what exactly is she arguing in a civil case that is attempting to pin him on charges of fraud? And let me let me just give you an example of one of the things that they're they're accusing him of. 
they they are saying that he has overvalued the statement or the worth of his properties and they cite mar-a-lago as an example of this now this is this is real estate law it's florida i don't know what the judge in new york thinks they're an expert on about um, new york uh, real estate but the judge has determined that the property of mar-a-lago which is about two times the size of a property that it sits next to. And that property is important. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. But they've said that this property, that it's about twice the size of the one next to it, I think it's 34 acres or something like that, that, that Mar-a-Lago is only worth, the judge in New York said that it is only worth 30, uh, is only worth $18 million. And President Trump had it valued at, I don't know, between... 50, 100 million or, or more than that, maybe um, in his, you know, when he was using, you know, uh, statements of assets for, for getting bank loans for his businesses. So the judge says 18 million. If you take the property that is right next to Donald Trump's at Mar-a-Lago, the property is about half the size. It's about 17 acres, I think. It is undeveloped. There is not one piece of uh, property or building or anything on it. It has the same connection to, to water on both sides. One of the things that makes Mar-a-Lago beautiful is that it sees the east and the west coast from where it sits. It's got water on both sides. The idea that the property next to it, which also has water on both sides, and is currently valued, his neighbors, undeveloped, almost identical in terms of scenery, but half the size property, is currently valued at $200 million. By the way, I think there's a, a very good reason for why it is valued at $200 million, because I think that being neighbors to Mar-a-Lago enhances its value. So how could you possibly say that the president listing his value of a property that's twice as big has immense amount of beachfront with water on both sides, has a fully developed luxury hotel and property on it? How can you possibly say that that is only worth $18 million when the empty property next to it that's likely enhanced by Mar-a-Lago's presence is valued at $200 million. This is the kind of stuff that makes people believe that this is either political or personal that the judge is carrying out against Donald Trump when something this blatant in terms of inconsistency is put forward. And I think it's one of those things that people are going to have to say to themselves, do we want a justice system that seeks to punish Donald Trump simply because he's been successful, simply because he had the ability to buy Mar-a-Lago and to pay for Mar-a-Lago and now use that as an asset against other loans for other parts of his businesses? What 
where where is the victim in this? Even if he had overstated its value, which I do not believe that he did. And I think the judge's evaluation of Mar-a-Lago is a joke. $18 million wouldn't buy the driveway at Mar-a-Lago, most likely. So what, what are we really talking about here? That's why the former president is irritated. That's why he's frustrated. That's why he's calling on this judge to dismiss this case, because it is full of baloney. The, the, the former president also made one other additional important note. He said that the attorney general has a political bias against him in this case. And he cited the fact that when she campaigned in 2018, she campaigned on the fact that she was going to prosecute Donald Trump. She didn't need a crime. She knew he was guilty of something. She was just going to prosecute him. And the, the idea that she was going to get him on something criminal went away a long time ago. Now she's stuck with this very, very poor civil case against him. And she's out to get him. I don't think that either of those statements, that he's told the truth about his properties and that the judge is acting with bias and that the attorney general is prosecuting with bias, I don't think either one of those are overstated or misapplied. And he should not endure a separate type of treatment simply because he is Donald Trump. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. 
he would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's Tuesday, and so we get to turn to one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Katie McFarland, uh, the civilian equivalent to a four-star general when she was at the Pentagon. Multiple administrations she has advised, and she continues to offer advice, even working on a piece for foxnews.com as we speak. Katie, always good to have you with us. Um, there's this document that got leaked um this week and victoria Coates posted it on her twitter you reposted it with some cogent commentary as always but it basically um outlined a relationship of the biden administration and holding on to known elements of ukrainian corruption quote to show solidarity with kiev and avoid giving fuel to a small number of Republican lawmakers critical of U.S. military and economic aid for Ukraine. Um, that's that's not exactly cavorting with the enemy, but it sure does seem to be cavorting against the American people in my mind. Yeah, we're to the point where every American household has already given $1,000 to Ukraine, and there's been very little accountability of where all this money has gone. Um, the problem is that 
whether it's the Biden administration or, you know, the neocons or a lot of other people, they've said, look, you only have two choices. You're either all in and you give everything to Ukraine that they need and you're going to do it indefinitely. There's no clear path to victory, but you're a bad guy if you don't do that. Or on the other hand, if you um, if you don't give every uh, Ukraine everything and you pull out, well, then you're giving turning Russia over to have domination over Ukraine and probably all of Europe. So those are two extreme and lousy options. There's a middle option, which nobody seems to have figured out, except probably President Trump, is that if you can have American energy be reproducing again, like it was during the Trump administration, our energy producers can produce oil and natural gas much cheaper than anybody else in the world can. And then we can set the global price, um, cut it in half, and then we bankrupt Russia. Russia can't afford to fight. But right now, if the Biden administration is saying, well, we know that they're really corrupt, we probably know that they can't win. There was a Pentagon document not too long ago that leaked saying that there's no clear path to victory, that the Ukrainian spring offensive didn't work. They weren't going to retake Ukraine. So you've got an administration which says, well, we don't want the American people to know that Ukraine is really corrupt. Number two, we don't want the American people to know that Ukraine probably can't win. But anyway, give us all the money and all the stuff. I mean, to me, it just is absolutely irresponsible. And it's foreign policy malpractice in the incompetence of it. But it's also malpractice to the American people. You and I were talking about this off air before we went on, but there seems to be a real sense of extremism in Ukraine policy. And you're seeing it a little bit in the uh, minor league debates that keep getting held for the GOP. But um, it's either you're Matt Gates or you're Mike Pence. You're like uh, never another dime for Ukraine, period, or uh, give them everything they ask for, especially weaponry. And, you know, we'll support them because freedom is on the line, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, you and I have talked quite a bit about probably much more effective means in terms of not just winning the war in Ukraine, but having a position of strength globally. What should America be doing? Well, if we really wanted to be a global leader, we would stop throwing away trillions of dollars on these forever wars, which do nothing for us. Uh, and we would take those trillions of dollars and do a couple of things. Well, we could rebuild our infrastructure. We could rebuild our education system. We could double our R&D budget so that we would then have a focus on being able to keep the technological lead uh, that is eroding. We would really invest in artificial intelligence and quantum computing. We would invest in a 5G network, but we're not doing any of those things. Instead, we're kind of squandering it. You know, if you could think, Kevin, of how many trillions of dollars we've spent on these forever wars, Afghanistan, Iraq, now Ukraine. And it's, it's who knows even how many trillion. It's probably five, six, seven, eight trillion dollars. What could that have done for America if we had spent it at home? So we could have just easily secured our southern border and we would be we could easily have rebuilt our military so that we would maintain the technological edge over our adversaries. I mean, one, one thing you and I have talked about this, there's something called a hypersonic missile. Yeah. The Chinese have developed it. The Russians, North Korea has it in China. We can't do it. Somehow or other, the hypersonic missiles have not gotten off the drawing board of the United States military or our defense contractors. That is criminal that we have let this really technology of the future that's going to be a game changer in the Pacific. We have somehow had a missile gap. We, the United States of America, we think of ourselves as the technological leaders of the world, and we're not. 
we're throwing away and we're losing it. And that's what makes me the maddest. If we really wanted to be a world and global leader, fix that technological lead. We've got the people who invent the stuff. We just have to let them do it. Yeah. And for people that are listening that are wondering, um, the hypersonic missile uh, can be launched basically from anywhere in Asia and strike anywhere from um, the tip of Maine to the uh, southern tip of Florida uh, with pretty good precision flying faster than what our current defenses can pick up. So if that doesn't scare you, I guess we don't have much to worry about, but that's a pretty (laughs) frightful picture, KT. And it's it's our enemies that have it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not only do they have it and we don't have it. So therefore, you have no deterrence against them. But we have no defense against it either. So we're kind of sitting ducks for this one kind of weapon system. And that's not even talking about the other ways that the Chinese have and and others um, have cyber capabilities against us that we can't defend against. They're moving into the Arctic. We're not doing that. They're moving into we're not doing that either. And again, the United States, between our entrepreneurial abilities, between our technological abilities, between our fix it, invent it, create it abilities. We can we out, we outrank all these guys. We could we run circles around all these people and yet we're not letting our entrepreneurs, our inventors, our creators do the job that they can do. So let me ask you in just a practical final couple of minutes with you here, the election is obviously looming. Right now, it appears that it's going to be Biden versus Trump in a second go around. Do you believe that the, the, the Trump team would attack this from day one and immediately unleash the creative research based ingenuity that it would take to, cause I feel like every day that we don't begin these programs that we are, we're, we are just waiting for the next nine 11. We're just waiting for the next, you know, nuclear bomb to go off uh, quite possibly literally in an American city. Yeah. I think Trump would do it on day one. I think that DeSantis, others have talked about it as well, but you know, yeah, I, I do think President Trump has shown that he's a, he's anti-regulation. I just don't know of many things that are more important than securing our border and getting our defenses ready, because China has said they are going to come for us. Yeah. I mean, duh, Iran. We now know Iran has been gunning for us for 40 years. Um, it, it just, to me, it, it again, do you really take an oath of office as president of the United States and say you're going to defend the American people and our way of life? Or, or, or are you trying to do something else? And I do believe President Trump, because he understood, he was the one who talked about energy dominance. It bankrupts your adversaries, it fixes America's economy, it's good for the environment, and it forces our adversaries, whether it's in the Middle East or Russia or even China, to treat us very differently. Bankrupts them and enriches us. I don't see why we can't seem to follow these policies that is do it on day one and on kt you always make the most cogent statement just before we end um thank you as always for being with us pleasure and an honor you you got it kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away commander phil robertson get your bible out revelation chapter 12 verse 11 and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theaters starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. 
Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours. And then I clean 300 steps. And then I I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's 
combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us as we continue to make our way through this Tuesday. Uh, A couple of things I wanted to let you know about. Um, One, at some point in the near future, we plan on speaking with uh, Keith Getty about the Getty's Christmas concert that's going to come to Carnegie Hall on December the 9th. Um, If you have joined us in years past, you know how special Christmas time is in New York City. There are people that fly here from all over the world to um, attend that evening of Christmas celebration and make it a part of their kickoff to their to their holiday, uh, celebrating the holiday. But if you've never experienced a Getty's Irish Christmas or seeing an Irish Christmas, as it was called last year, um, it will it will be something that will warm your heart. I invited a whole bunch of friends last year that don't even, as far as I know, claim a faith or are very vocal about whatever faith they do claim. Uh, but I thought because it's Christmas, it was just a great way to get them to be exposed to the message of this the, of the season of what Christmas is about, why Jesus came to Earth, all the rest of it, and they ended up absolutely loving. That's the kind of thing that just makes me so thrilled when we can use simple things to introduce the gospel to people and let them know of the hope that is within us as believers. So um, kind of a fun thing. Well, this year, and I am very excited to be the first one to be able to tell you this, there is a very special guest that is doing the Getty Christmas show. Now, normally it's constructed in, in two parts. So the first half of the, uh, of the concert is just a Christmas party. Um, the band, they're playing your favorite Christmas songs. Everyone's singing. It is, it is so lively. There's Irish folk dancing. There's Keith Whalem who played the solo for I will always love you. And Whitney Houston's album. Uh, he comes out and does uh, really cool stuff. Uh, they've had special guests, et cetera, that have come out and done special things, but it's a party. It's a celebration. It is uh, Keith. Keith has explained it a few times. It's like having Christmas in the Getty home. Uh, this is the kind of stuff they do around the piano. Um, so a lot of fun, a Christmas party in the first half. In the second half, they do a lessons and carol service where through some guided commentary and uh, a thought, uh, a short message from a, a major communicator, they they turn your thoughts towards the serious, towards the eternal, towards the big meaning of Christmas, why Jesus came to this earth and what difference it all makes. And they've had some real all-stars bring that special message. Uh, Johnny Erickson Tata, um, Tim Keller before he passed away, um, Alistair Begg. Uh, They just had a, a series of really incredible, wonderful people that have done that. Well, this year, I am very excited to announce that just a few weeks ago, I got to introduce two of my good friends to each other, Dr. A.R. Bernard at the Christian Cultural Center 
and Keith Getty. They had never met before, and I got them connected. And it turns out that Dr. A.R. Bernard is going to do the, um, the, the devotional thought for the lessons and carols in the uh, second half of the Getty Christmas show at Carnegie this year. You know it's going to be powerful. You know it's going to be good. So I want you to go and get your tickets, gettymusic.com, getty, G-E-T-T-Y, music.com, gettymusic.com, and come out and experience a night, Dr. A.R. Bernard, the Gettys, uh, the massive choir. They're going to have a children's choir this year as well. Um, all of the guest musical artists, and I don't even think that lineup is solidified yet. They've still got people that are asking if they can be involved, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get everybody worked in. It should be a great, great time. But put it on your calendar, December 9th, and it's going to be, it's going to become for you, I hope, what it has become for us, a real, genuine, honest Christmas, New York way to open the Christmas season and to celebrate the joy of God coming to earth to to be that man in flesh, to be that God in flesh that surrenders his life, that, that pays the ultimate price so that we can know God forever. It's just a wonderful, wonderful way to kick off that season. December 9th, Carnegie Hall, uh, gettymusic.com for your tickets, G-E-T-T-Y music.com, gettymusic.com. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it. They're going to be with us several times uh, between now and then. But if you want to get the early bird discount, uh, the tickets are as cheap as they will ever be right now. So you can go and get your seats. It's going to sell out quick. I mean, just the Christian Cultural Center congregation alone is going to sell out Carnegie Hall. So um, don't wait on this. Uh, Make sure you're with us that night. Uh, GettyMusic.com, G-E-T-T-Y Music.com, GettyMusic.com, and uh, join the fun. It's going to be a fabulous night in New York City at Carnegie Hall on December 9th. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's 
uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. It's happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back. Um, an update on a story from yesterday and then something else I want to get into because it's really important. Um, so we told you the story of Jamal Bowman yesterday. He's the congressman from New York that, uh, I don't know, he got into a little bit of trouble he was uh, he was not liking the fact that the budget negotiations in Congress were going the way they were going, um, and he he didn't like the fact that he, the Democrats on on his on his team were working with Republicans to get a continuing resolution across so that they could uh, keep you know the vital government services going for people that need them, and he wanted to try to bring a halt to that process, and he wasn't able to in all the other ways that he tried. So when he was leaving the congressional building that his office is in uh, just before the vote, he thought, huh, if I pull this fire alarm panel, then it'll shut everything down and, and maybe we can stall the vote. Well, it didn't work. The vote went through. They got the continuing resolution done anyway. And ever since then, he has been on the hot seat to try to explain what his actions were. Well, I told you yesterday, he made up this story about how he was leaving the building and he thought the door was locked, which it wasn't. He thought that the, the button on the side would open it, the panel would open it, 
you know those buttons where you you know you know where you go to doors and it, it doesn't automatically go so you go and you touch the little silver plate chink when you push that then it opens the door and everybody gets out well i he said that that's what he thought the fire alarm was that was his explanation i pulled the fire alarm where it clearly says fire alarm in, in it's it's a big red pulley that has the word fire alarm written on it. And he pulled that. So after being exposed for kind of making up this story, he continues to have problems so much so that his office has now put up a document titled messaging guidance. Now who would need guidance on something to message coming from Congressman Bowman's office. Well, messaging guidance supporting Congressman Jamal Bowman after accidental fire alarm was sent to his fellow Democrats on Capitol Hill. And what this is, is a collection of talking points that they can use when speaking to the press and saying, hey, you shouldn't be so hard on him. He just made an innocent mistake. He was just trying to get out of the building. It's not true. It's a complete fabrication. They've got all the evidence to, to deal with that, but they're, they're, they're circulating this thing called messaging guidance. So it's been useful. Some Democrats have used it. Um, one of the... Democrats that received it said to the press, literally, it's kind of absurd what they said, but he said, I believe Congressman Bowman when he says it was an accident. Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. Of course, they didn't name any names. And as far as I know, there are no members of the Nazi party in either the Democrat or the Republican party. Uh, in Congress. And the last person that was a member of the Nazi party that served in Congress was Senator Robert Byrd, who was President Joe Biden's best friend. So kind of an interesting thing to say that the other side is full of Nazis when your side actually had Nazis serving not that long ago. Anyway, different story. Okay, I want to get into a couple of other things before we before we uh, get to the final thought today. And one of them has to do with this idea that we are supposed to do a couple of things and just kind of not even give it any thought. One of them is that we are supposed to be, this is what the government would like, they would like us to be funding the Ukraine war indefinitely. We spoke with Katie McFarland earlier that's, I think that's a fool's folly. I don't want Mr. Putin to win and I don't want him to have any of Ukraine's territory. But I don't know to what degree the life, sweat, tears, and blood of Americans should be being spent in what looks like a controllable situation at the moment. Ukraine's getting weaponry, they're getting enough to repel the invaders. I think that's I think that's a, a a good thing to do. But the Pentagon is releasing statements today saying that they are very afraid that there's not going to be um, enough money to do that. 
Simultaneously to this, we are supposed to believe, according to what Corinne Jean-Pierre says, that when somebody from Congress asks for more funds to secure our border, that it's a political stunt. She said, in exchange for them approving funding for Ukraine, they asked for more border dollars. A reporter asked Jean-Pierre during the White House press conference on Monday and about House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying he wants additional funds for Ukraine tied to congressional action on border security. She claimed that President Joe Biden has delivered record funding for Border Patrol and then demonized what he said were extreme House Republicans. This is the new language. Anytime that they're being asked to do something by the other side, the other side is extreme. Friends, we've had we've been averaging now for the, like the last three weeks more than 10,000 migrants a day coming across the southern border. Kathy Hochul and Mayor Adams are saying that there's no more room in the state of New York. Other states have already said that. We cannot continue to import millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people with no place to live, no jobs to come to, and no contributions to be made. It's a little bit insane. And it's not extreme for someone to say that this is not working. That's all the Republicans are saying. It's not working. We have to come up with a different plan. By the way, we didn't have this problem three years ago. When Donald Trump left uh, office, the border was under control. Just food for thought. Kevin McCullough, final thought coming up next. Stay here. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take. And I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approved it. This is very good. So she said, yes, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow... I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free or my six-piece towel sets. 
Buy one set, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one, absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's mypillow.com promo code KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio so very glad to have you with us it is kevin mccullough final few minutes of today's kevin mccullough radio um you know that i like to have a little bit of a giggle when i find things that strike me as odd sometimes funny um and you know that the global agenda to conserve on Greenhouse gases and any number of other things are often met with a little bit of ridicule from me because so many of them are so outlandish. And I can't help but wonder if this new push uh, is exactly that outlandish. In the nation of France, uh, which, by the way, is a nation that doesn't export a lot of products. So it's really heavily dependent upon a lot of tourism coming to them. But a brand new poll that has just been put out finds that a shocking number of French citizens support banning people from flying more than four times in their entire lives as a way of trying to stem climate change. A poll from the research firm Consumer Science and the Analytics Institute found that 41% of French citizens would support that kind of limitation on travel. The number rose to 59% amongst 18 to 24-year-olds that, that would suggest limit. Now, this has been proposed by a French engineer and they would apply to air travel for business and pleasure. So the poll surveyed 1,010 French residents over the age of 18. It found that support for air travel restrictions was far higher among the younger age groups. You know why that's partly true? <laughs> People in that age range, 18 to 24, have hardly traveled in their life. If they've done it, it's been because their family has been wealthy enough to take them to nice places. But you know what age group people start having to travel a lot more, especially if they're male? People that are breadwinners. 
And how can you how can you say to a man whose job it is to provide for his family and in that job, he has to go from location to location to help clients figure out things that they need and so forth. How can you how can you put that on him? Now, I don't travel nearly as much as I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I was flying a bunch back then. I was in between radio gigs. I was trying to consult with a couple of companies. I was helping uh, gain clients, etc. I, I flew four times a month, much less the year, much less my entire lifetime. Four, think about four flights. That seems a bit insane to me. But that's what the young people who believe in this religion called climate change and that we can do something about it. That's what they believe needs to be done. Let me just point this out. In the scriptures, the writer promises that God will not let something bad come to the earth. He's the one who created it. He's the one who promises to sustain it. And I believe the scriptures. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time.